The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing. Here's the news. In a move aimed at boosting the local economy and encouraging its night markets, the city of Fuzhou in eastern China's Fujian province has announced that its subway will be free on workday nights until the end of the year. Starting August 28th, the scheme allows commuters in Fuzhou to use vouchers after 5 p.m. through the eFuzhou, AliPay, and UnionPay apps to ride the metro for free. The free rides apply to weekends and holidays as well in Fuzhou. The new initiative. Follows a growing trend among cities in China looking to leverage the night economy, referring to business activities in the service sector between 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. According to the Chinese Cities Night Economy Influence Report 2019 by Tencent. About 60% of Chinese consumption activities happen at night, while supermarket sales from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. account for more than half of the day's revenue. Earlier this summer, other eastern cities like Nantong and Nanchang announced. Free subway rides during specific evening hours to boost consumption. The increased passenger flow resulting from free subway rides is expected to drive more foot traffic to local businesses. Governments across China have been actively working to boost. The economy by encouraging spending. One key strategy involves revitalizing night markets, which have become an integral part of their long-term plans, and providing free nighttime subway services is part of this concerted effort, according to Nanchang Metro data. The first ten days of offering free rides led to a significant increase in passenger numbers. Between July 1st and July 10th, after 9 p.m., the overall passenger flow on the Nanchang Metro network reached 953,000. Six hundred, showing a rise of almost twenty-nine percent. Guangzhou too has pushed to boost nighttime spending by introducing guidelines that allow longer operating hours at night and lift restrictions on businesses 
like restaurants, cafes, and cultural venues. Zhu Keli, founding director of the China Institute of New Economy, said that the night economy holds the potential to revitalize businesses and markets. He emphasized that this approach aligns well with the growing need for personalized, diversified, and convenient consumer experiences. By catering to these evolving demands, it can play a pivotal role in reigniting consumption and tapping into domestic demand. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reid in Beijing. A Chinese production of William Shakespeare's classic, The Tempest, will be staged at the Prime Theater in Beijing. The play, directed by Tim Supple and starring veteran theatrical actor Pu Cunxin, will be performed at the National Center for the Performing Arts from September 9th to the 17th. The five-act play, The Tempest, is the last play Shakespeare wrote exclusively by himself, demonstrating his vision of the future of humanity. The drama captures the sadness and joy in the world, calling for the spirit of forgiveness, reconciliation, and charity. It is the National Center's fifth production of Shakespeare's masterpieces, following A Midsummer Night's Dream, Hamlet, King Lear, as well as The Merchant of Venice. This is Special English. The progress of the aviation industry's recovery in Hong Kong is in line with expectations and the development of Hong Kong as an international aviation hub is at full speed. Paul Chan, financial secretary of the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region Government, said in his blog that the Hong Kong International Airport has about 110 airlines flying to 165 destinations worldwide, hitting 75% of pre-COVID levels. Chan said that the daily passenger volume and the flight movements of the airport have also returned to 65% and 70% of pre-pandemic levels, respectively. He stressed that the passenger volume is expected to return to about 80% of pre-COVID levels by the end of this year and fully recover next year. Chan said 
the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region Government is making every effort to realize the vision of an airport city. The development is in full speed in and around the Hong Kong International Airport, including the building of large complexes, hotels, retail facilities, and restaurants. The airport will no longer be just a place for passengers to enter, exit, or transit, but will combine aviation and different economic functions to become a commercial landmark and even a leisure resort so that more economic activities can be driven at the airport. According to Chan, the three runway system is expected to be completed by the end of next year which will boost the airport's capacity by 50% to handle 120 million passengers annually. Chan said the airport authority is working with Dongguang City in South China's Guangdong province to develop a sea air cargo transport model so that the relevant procedures of security checks, packing, palletizing, and receiving of the mainland exports can be completed in Dongguan before the freight is directly transported to Hong Kong and later get transferred to all parts of the world. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing. I was born on the 17th of November. Delve into a world of words with Books and Beyond, a podcast made especially for audiobook lovers. I came into the world as the youngest of five children. I wondered children. what Her Majesty would be like. Fie upon she... you, limpid one. Why have you taken... Immerse yourself in gripping stories and timeless classics from the comfort of your own personal space. Sun Tzu underlined three points on the context to gain initiative. There was initiative. no better wine, and not to mention... The Whether you're a bookworm or a casual listener, our carefully curated selection of audiobooks will transport you to new worlds and stir your imagination. Subscribe to Books and Beyond and start your audiobook adventure now on radio.cgtn.com or your favorite podcast app. This is Special English. Beijing Municipal Health Authorities have started soliciting public opinions on a set of trial measures aimed at regulating online diagnosis and treatment. The trial measures require medical institutions to strengthen drug management and prohibit the use of artificial intelligence to generate prescriptions 
automatically. It is a move to further improve and regulate online medical services amid the growing demand. The public can now give feedback to the Beijing Municipal Health Commission before September 16th. Based on the trial measures, medical institutions shall conduct real name certification of medical personnel who carry out online medical services. Doctors who conduct internet medical services should obtain the corresponding qualification as well as possess more than three years of independent clinical work experience and the consent of their registered medical institutions. Other personnel or AI software shall not be falsely used or replace a doctor in providing diagnosis and treatment services. In a bid to promote the sound development of the AI sector and safeguard national security and public interest, China's Internet Watchdog and several other authorities issued temporary rules for managing generative AI services in July. Additionally, online diagnosis and treatment must be implemented under a real name mechanism. This requires patients to provide their real identity and basic information. They should also provide medical records with a clear diagnosis, such as outpatient medical records before receiving online medical services. The Beijing Municipal Health Commission will establish a platform to supervise medical institutions that carry out internet diagnosis and treatment. Medical institutions should upload and update relevant practice information in a timely manner and undergo supervision. More and more people have become interested in remote medical services due to the convenience they provide. Local authorities are also promoting internet-based digital medical services. For instance, in Qingdao, in East China's Shandong province, a city-wide health platform has connected with 10 districts and some 3,500 medical institutions. According to the Digital China Development Report 2022, released in May, by October 2022, more than 2,700 Internet hospitals had been set up across the country, providing online medical services 
to more than 25.9 million people. In March 2022, the country's health authorities released a trial guideline on internet-based diagnosis and treatment. Similar to the Beijing measures, doctors are required to conduct real-name certification before providing medical services. Other personnel or AI software shall not be falsely used or replace a doctor in providing diagnosis and treatment services. This is Special English. A new air cargo route has been launched linking South China's Shenzhen with Port Moresby, the capital of Papua New Guinea. That is according to SF Airlines, China's largest air cargo carrier in fleet size. The cargo airline has upgraded its key operation capabilities to provide efficient and economical services to better serve demands from local customers. Headquartered in Shenzhen, SF Airlines is the aviation branch of China's leading courier enterprise, SF Express. It operates a fleet of 84 freighters connecting more than 90 destinations at home and globally. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing. Chinese scientists have discovered a new form of pulsar emissions called dwarf pulses by using the country's 500-meter Aperture Spherical Radio Telescope, or FAST for short. The discovery was recently published in the journal Nature Astronomy. According to the study, pulsars radiate radio signals when they rotate. However, some old pulsars would cease radiating for some periods, a phenomenon called nulling. The underlying mechanism remains unknown as the magnetosphere during the nulling state is hard to probe due to the absence of emission measurements. With the ultra-high sensitivity of the FAST, scientists from the National Astronomical Observatories under the Chinese Academy of Sciences have detected sporadic weak, narrow pulses in the nulling state of a pulsar. They named such a new form of pulses as dwarf pulses, which are difficult to be observed by other radio telescopes. Further analysis shows 
that the magnetic field structure in the region radiating the dwarf pulses remains unchanged compared to that for normal pulses. It reveals the physical fact that the magnetospheric structure of a pulsar is essentially unchanged when its radiation is almost extinguished. That is according to Han Jinlin, a leading research scientist with the National Astronomical Observatories. Whereas radio emission of normal pulses is radiated by a thunderstorm of particles in the magnetosphere. Dwarf pulses are produced by one or a few raindrops of particles. Han said that these pulses could help unveil the mysteries of pulsar radiation processes and the extreme plasma conditions within a pulsar's magnetosphere. This is Special English. That's the end of this edition of Special English. To recap, I'm going to read one of the news items again at normal speed. Please listen carefully. In a move aimed at boosting the local economy and encouraging its night markets, the city of Fuzhou in eastern China's Fujian province has announced that its subway will be free on workday nights until the end of the year. Starting August 28th, the scheme allows commuters in Fuzhou to use vouchers after 5 p.m. through the eFuzhou, Alipay, and UnionPay apps to ride the metro for free. The free rides apply to weekends and holidays as well in Fuzhou. The new initiative follows a growing trend among cities in China looking to leverage the night economy, referring to business activities in the service sector between 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. According to the Chinese City's Night Economy Influence Report 2019 by Tencent, about 60% of Chinese consumption activities happen at night, while supermarket sales from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. account for more than half of the day's revenue. Earlier this summer, other eastern cities like Nantong and Nanchang announced free subway rides during specific evening hours to boost consumption. The increased passenger flow resulting from free subway rides is expected to drive more foot traffic to local businesses. Governments across China have been actively working to boost the economy by encouraging spending. One key strategy involves revitalizing night markets which have become an integral part of their long-term plans and providing free nighttime subway services is part of this concerted effort. According to Nanchang Metro data, the first 10 days of offering free rides led to a significant increase in passenger numbers. Between July 1st and July 10th, after 9 p.m., the overall passenger flow on the Nanchang Metro network reached 953,600, showing a rise of almost 29%. Guangzhou, too, has pushed to boost nighttime spending by introducing guidelines that allow longer operating hours at night and lift restrictions on businesses like restaurants, cafes, and cultural venues. Zhu Keli, founding director of the China Institute of New Economy, said that the night economy holds the potential to revitalize businesses and markets. 
he emphasized that this approach aligns well with the growing need for personalized, diversified, and convenient consumer experiences. By catering to these evolving demands, it can play a pivotal role in reigniting consumption and tapping into domestic demand. This is the end of today's program. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing, and I hope you'll join us every day to learn English at a slower pace.